welcome to five minutes in the word this is your daily podcast which spends a few minutes looking at god's word we are now at acts chapter 19 looking at verses 1 and 2 read from today's new international version during paul's third missionary journey which occurred uh, around AD 52 to 57, he returned to Ephesus, where he stopped briefly on his second missionary journey, which happened um, AD 49 to 51. This time he stays in the city for about three years, and that's according to Faith Life Study Bible. So let's listen to Acts chapter 19, verses 1 and 2. Read from today's New International Version. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Ghost when you believed? And they answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Ghost. Again, Acts chapter 19, verses 1 and 2, read from today's New International Version. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast, which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. We are again looking at Acts chapter 19, verses 1 and 2. Read from today's New International Version. I have to admit, this, uh, ch- these two verses have been a little challenging, but thank God for the commentaries, which kind of help to explain uh, what I'm sharing today. Paul has been traveling. He's on his third missionary journey, and he is uh, now in Ephesus. He's back in Ephesus, as he promised in Acts chapter 18, verse 21. Paul, having passed through the upper coast, namely Galatia and Phrygia, uh, paid a hasty visit to uh, those cities on his way back from Greece, had left his friends Aquila and Priscilla, and had gone up to Jerusalem from there, returning to Antioch and visiting the churches in Asia Minor, which he had planted on his previous journeys. He came to Ephesus with the purpose of spending some time there. And remember, he went to Jerusalem because he had made a Nazarite vow, is what the commentaries called it, where he let his hair grow, either to signify, you know, that he was trusting God for something, or because he was trusting God to deliver him, which God did. And when he made, uh, he shaved his head, Uh, cut off his hair as part of uh, fulfilling that vow and he was going to burn it when he got to Jerusalem in in the manner you know that befitted that sacrifice but let me continue 
Um, he was in Ephesus as promised, and he uh, was in Ephesus with the purpose of spending time there. Ephesus at this time was the metropolis of the province of Asia and exceedingly populous. So it was a very, had a large population. For not to speak of its native inhabitants, who were very numerous, a great concourse of strangers always resorted there. So besides the natives, there were always strangers. Some to worship the goddess Diana, whose rites were celebrated with great magnificence in a temple erected to her there at the expense of all Asia. And others came to Ephesus to learn the arts of sorcery and magic, which were taught and practiced at Ephesus with such great uh, reputation that the magical words or sentences used in the practice of these arts had their names from Ephesus. And I thought that was interesting. We already knew about the, the, the goddess and the god, you know, the worship of idols in that area. And, you know, um, that's going to cause a problem because this is, this is the people that are trying to convert from idolatry and, you know, trying to get them to give up these little pieces, these little trinkets of gold and silver and stone. So that's going to be a problem. But let me go ahead and finish. Uh, as Paul was in Ephesus, he finds certain disciples who believed in Christ, they made their profession in him, and had been baptized in Christ in Christ's name, in his name. And they were called disciples. These did not seem to be persons who were converted by Paul when he was at Ephesus before, or by Apollos, who had been there since and was gone, but rather who came uh, from other parts. Since the apostle was um, in Ephesus for such a short time, he may might not have even heard of them, and he might not have even met them. And uh, one of the commentaries said they could have been disciples of John the Baptist, you know, because, let me just keep going. <laughs> Because it's kind of hard to explain what I'm struggling to understand. But I can understand it, but I don't want to confuse anyone. They were, uh, but anyway, they believed that Jesus was the Christ. And Paul asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit, whose operation on the minds of men for their uh, illumination, conviction, conversion, sanctification, and comfort were revealed sometime after the doctrine of Jesus being the Christ was made known. So he, he asked whether they were acquainted with uh, this revelation and had they been uh, partakers of the blessing. He asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? The extraordinary gifts as well as the sanctifying graces of the Holy Spirit. So there was apparently something about their demeanor that made Paul ask that question. And their answer was, we did not know there was a Holy Spirit. It says, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. 
and the commentaries clarified that they could not have followed either Moses or John the Baptist without having heard of the Holy Spirit. The words, therefore, are to be explained not of their not being aware of the existence of the Holy Spirit, but of his presence and baptism on earth. So that's what it, it meant, and that makes sense. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for teachers like Paul, like Aquila and Priscilla, who take the time to teach what needs to be taught so that we can rightly divide the word. We thank you for that, God. Thank you for this being a good day. We were able to share with our family and friends with my brother today in Houston, continuing to pray for his granddaughter, continuing to pray for her continued healing, to pray for her father who has to go back and forth down the road to his uh, home in San Antonio and then drive back to Houston to spend time with his daughter. So God, we're praying for him and praying that you keep him safe as he travels. And God, we're not, of course, just praying for our family. We're praying for all who need you in whatever special way they need you. They can articulate those needs, Father, in the name of Jesus. Because you said that we can ask what we will, and you do hear, and you can and will answer. So we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for the uh, Spirit's outpouring. We thank you for the baptism of the Holy Spirit that uh, Paul asks those uh, disciples about. We thank you for that, Father. Thank you for the indwelling that comes. Thank you for the peace that comes with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the conviction and conversion and sanctification and comfort that comes through your Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you in advance for answered prayers. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.